<laughs> Bill can't do it. All right, so here we are. Uh, Jeff, now listen up, Jeff. Listen up. All right. All right, everybody quiet. Lawyer talk. Off the record. Back on the air, it turns out. After, after really not a break in content, a break in name only. Now, what, what the hell? I, I can only blame somebody else. It's probably my fault. So, but, so here's the thing. We tried to we we tried to change the name to the show at five one one because we are at five one one. It is a show. We didn't want to get pigeonholed with uh, you know the the nomenclature of lawyer talk. So we just said we're going to be the show at five one one. And then we just had this identity crisis. Nobody really knew what was going on. Our thousands and millions of fans and listeners across the world, uh, up and down, all the way, uh, even in Japan. I think maybe not. I think we got one download in Japan. Uh, Australia, I think we had one. The Russians love us. The Russians. Uh, yeah. They love Trump and us. Yeah. Uh, so here's what we're doing. It, it is It is the, we just, if it ain't break, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, that's the, listen to him. <laughs> he wanted to change chug the show love, to, chug love. to Italian right, chest back. hair. And we're keeping it a lawyer talk. It was going to be the Italians from Youngstown. Yeah. And everyone else. There's going to be chains, chest the, hair, and <laughs> Italian horns. <laughs> All right. So it is lawyer talking. I guess why? Because we always talk about lawyer stuff. It's hard not to be a lawyer, I guess. Well, that was one of the things that we sort of all pointed out. We changed the name to something else, and then we just kept talking about legal stuff. Right. So maybe we, if it ain't broke, don't but fix it. The, the, a lot of the video interviews that Steve is doing isn't always pertaining to law. He's talking, no. you know, we got, we have, we have the knife maker in, yeah. we've got sports stars in, we've got a number of different interviews, which makes that more of a show because when he is doing the interview series, it is more of the show at five one one. Cause here we are channel five one one in the five one one studios. Yeah. But when we're sitting at the round table, no matter how hard we try to get away from the law, unless we have somebody else here, we're always going right back into the law. So, People know it. They love it. So why don't we just leave it? We know could. it, love it, leave it. And we're going to leave it. But trial nobody, lawyers. Nobody even knew any of it because they, if they were subscribed to Lawyer Talk, they off st- the record, they, they still got, got, the got, to hear, they got to hear the yeah. show at 511. The main difference is the interview setup, which looked phenomenal. And I, we keep getting better every day. We started perfect, which I didn't think we could get better. We are. Especially Steve's style of interview. Yeah. The look. What's going on there? And uh, bringing in, you know, people that necessarily don't want to talk about law. Talk yeah. about their business. Talk about what they do. Talk about special interest. Yeah, but we sit around here talking about the law all the time, so we figure we might as well just tape it, right? I mean, that's all we do down here. It's a law time. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it works. What are we, what are we talking about today? Well, uh, you know, it's been the, one of the biggest cases around Westerville, Ohio, the Police shooters. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic, Jared, because that's one of the first things we ever talked about when you sat down at the lawyer talk table. Oh, when yeah. it was still upstairs, before the 511 studios existed, before Channel 511, before we mushroomed and blew up into this worldwide phenomenon, we were talking about these Westerville school shooters that very first day, that Saturday morning, I forgot 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Smith. It's taken that long to get them through a trial. Yeah, that was over, yeah. what? That was uh, February of uh, 20. 
18. 18? February so, 2018, yeah. yeah. Man, because Judge Fry's got it. He usually moves those cases along. He doesn't let them just sit. Well, so. it was a death penalty case, which we're going to get into. But, yeah. uh, you know, we were talking about what we were going to discuss today, aside from not changing the name. And uh, this Quentin Smith, I was reading this uh, article this morning. Did you see where one of the jurors or a couple of the jurors were complaining that they didn't feel justice was done? I no, I didn't, yeah, see I did not see that. I didn't see that. Did you read that article? I, I mean, they were responsible for the justice. So. Well, apparently, uh, there was a few of the jurors that were a bit upset. So one of the local news uh, outlets went and contacted all the jurors and interviewed them. And a, and a few of the jurors were upset because they felt it should have been a death penalty. And they also felt that the reason it wasn't a death penalty is because maybe, just maybe, some of the other jurors uh, either, now I don't want to say that they were dishonest or disingenuous, but maybe overstated what they felt their ability was to actually impose a death sentence. Mm. This is what happens when they're picking a jury in a death penalty case. They ask So you, he did not get the death penalty. He did not. He got <laughs> life without parole. Life without parole. The old LWAP, we call yeah. that. Life without parole. Um, and the jurors were thinking, uh, you know, I guess they went in and one of the jurors just said, nope, can't do it. Let's just sign this now. We're not going to decide. I can't, I can't sign the death verdict. They can't yeah. do it. Um, and then they're talking about how much of a, uh, you know, the weight of that on your shoulders to actually sign somebody's death warrant, which is what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, in no small, I mean, that's not understating it at all. I mean, if you sign a verdict of death, that's you're saying go, you're going to go die. So mm -hmm. uh, there was some controversy there. I saw Fry, Judge Fry made a comment before he, he dismissed them to start deliberating as to the sentence. And he said, mercy is not a mitigating factor in your decision. So you can't just say, well, I don't want to put somebody to death. I want to be merciful. It's not one of the mitigating factors. You can say anything you want. Something is stuck in somebody's head. That yeah, right. They can be like, well, I know he told me I'm not allowed to think this way, <laughs> but he's not me. I have to go to bed at night, and I'm not going to be able to sleep if I knowingly yeah. – because they can – they all have to anonymously – they all have to, to say yes, Right. Is it to unanimous? To, is that it's got to be unanimous? Yeah. yeah, it's got. You can't just like. So uh, when they gave death the LWAP, death or life without parole, do they? Did the person that is also complaining here that they feel like the sentence could have been more serious? They agreed to that. Well, they would have had to because otherwise, I mean, I think if you're undecided, um, you're supposed to just move on to the next. Yeah, option. You, then, you can't decide on yeah. death or whatever. I mean, I don't think you can hang. I don't, it's an interesting question. I've never really pondered mm -hmm. that. What happens if you hang? If the jury hang, that's an ironic term, isn't it? Yeah, the jury hangs on uh, whether to impose a death penalty. Uh, but no, there were a couple of jurors that maybe felt that justice was not served, that they didn't do right by the uh, family members who lost their loved ones, by the Westville Police Department, by society as a whole, because they thought death, if ever appropriate, were was appropriate here. Yeah. So. And, that, and you have to be eligible for it. So one of the things that made them eligible was because it was a law enforcement officer. It made him eligible, right? He, he, there's, yeah, there's a series of things. You can't just say it's like any more. It's not just we're going we're gonna to decide to impose a death penalty. You've got to act with uh, prior calculation and design if you commit a, a felony murder on a police officer. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different ones. You're right. There's criteria. Yeah. It's aggravated murder with spec. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's purposeful. To, but I mean, it'd be hard in this. And I don't know enough about the case. Obviously, it's horrible what happened to the officers. But I mean, it's hard to say he woke up that morning and planned to do this. Or is that part of the facts? No, it's not part of the well, facts. Well, prior calculation and so design. So domestic violence. They show up and he goes fucking crazy to kill. Yeah. But in summary, what happens is his wife, I think her name was Candace. He, he beats her a couple times. And I think she then calls 911, hangs up on 911. Oh. 
Meantime, Quentin Smith's in the, in their living room. She's in there. I think a kid was around. He puts two guns in the couch. Police officers knock on the door. I think she opens the door thinking that they're going to arrest him. She hears a police officer say, don't do it. Shots ring out. Really? And both police officers okay. are killed, and Quentin Smith was shot five times and, and survived. He, it's not like he hid in the bushes. He didn't what they're saying, and, they call, right. and, call, and he called 911, hung up. When they got there, he ambushed them. Yeah. They came in, and he decided that. So the prosecutors were arguing basically that he, he knew. Right. These weren't. I read some of that. These, these so were really, but, you know, uniform we, officers knocking on the door. Were, they he were making knew they the were coming. It looks like Jimmy Lowe, James Lowe, gave the closing <laughs> statements, and he was basically arguing, no, 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 he made choices that day that created these deaths. He did. Which is, he chose to shoot at the officers with his 15-month-old daughter 10 feet away. That was his choice. His mental health may have placed him at risk, but it didn't force him to commit these aggravated circumstances. Those were all his choices. And then defense was basically arguing what I said. It's like, this guy didn't roll out of bed planning to murder cops that day. Yeah, they wanted just to be a straight murder, not the aggravated murder, not the purposeful intent part. And that was the problem. That's why, I mean, that's what they were arguing for. They weren't arguing for that. The cop, sounds like that the he didn't been, shoot him. Sounds like the guy's been like pretty looking like he's out of it in trial. You know what I mean? Like he's but that just, forensic um, psychologist or pathologist testified that he has broken brain, where he's just like this despondent look, and he has oh, all these shit. mental health issues too. Which the judge reminded jurors you cannot take. Yeah, you know, back in the back room while you're deliberating. So, all right. So, just some quick background here. I'm sorry. Do you, were you ready? Broken, Go ahead, man. Broken brain. No. So, just some quick background. A death Damn. penalty. If you're charged with aggravated murder, then the, the, the first question that the prosecutor has to ask is, are they going to charge or, or also add specifications for a death penalty? Uh, and and how that works is a specification is an extra thing they tag onto the indictment or the elements of the offense that they have to prove. And then if they do prove those things, then the, the individual's eligible for the death penalty. And ironically, the first one here is uh, the offense. There's a, there's a bunch. I'll just buzz through some of them. Uh, it was uh, an attempt or, or an assassination of uh, the United States president. Get, okay. you, get you a death penalty. Uh, it was committed for hire. So murder for hire. If I hire, if I hire Bill to kill somebody, then uh, you know I can be in Bill. So I got no record. That's a murder for hire. I'm, I'm eligible for death penalty. Yeah. Just on a murder for hire. You don't need to have a record in order to get the death penalty. No, no, no. I understand that. But you're saying without any other factors, just simply a murder for hire case, my first offense, I can get the death penalty? It has to be an aggravated murder. But yes. So it starts with an ag murder, meaning purposefully. Yeah. And then it has to have one of these If it's a murder for hire, it almost has to be purposefully. You would think. Yeah, Yeah. you would think. Unless you say maybe just go kick his ass. Yeah, rough him up a little. Yeah, maybe you could negate purpose that way. The old Youngstown rub. Give me the old (laughs) Youngstown rub. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it was committed for hire. It was committed with the purpose of escaping detection, apprehensive apprehension, trial, or punishment for another offense. So in other words, you're running away like uh, Ted Bundy and you kill somebody and, you know, that's a death, possible death spec. Oops. Uh, committed while the offender was under detention or while at large after having broken detention, meaning he's like uh, in Escaped. a high, you know. Detention does not include hospitalization, institutionalization, or confinement in a mental health facility, as it turns out. Hmm. So if you're crazy and escape and kill somebody, you don't get the death penalty. Isn't that the story behind Jason? Jason, Jason Voorhees? Yeah. Remember he escaped from a mental health Jason, Jason. place. Yeah. You couldn't put him to death. Where did he get the mask? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. That wasn't Jason. That was uh, the Halloween guy. What was his name? Michael Myers. Michael Myers. That's what it was. Jamie Lee okay. Curtis. 
Where'd he get the mask? Yeah. Where'd he get the mask? I don't know. Uh, there is. I think that's in the movie, <laughs> one actually. One of those Halloween stories. It's one of those Halloween things. Yeah. He gets it from some kid or something. All right. Uh, or another one is uh, the offender. Was, oh, no, it's the detention. If you've got, uh, if it's a law enforcement officer who was killed. That would include yeah. a dog, right? Yep. I don't know. I don't think I, so. I think so. I think you. It is. It's certainly yep. a felony offense if you assaulted a uh, dog. Because remember, we had that. Uh, I think we had a situation in another county one time where a guy was on bath salts really bad and they sent the dog into the field after him. And I think he did something to assault the dog. That was up in Columbia County. Or yeah. uh, where was that? That was way up in. No, and that just became a felony. It was not felony. a death case, but it was a felony because he, yeah. he hurt the dog. Which, well, what I'm saying is this, it'd be the equivalent of a police officer. So why wouldn't it if you killed the dog? Why well, wouldn't you treat it? The victim of the offense was a law enforcement officer as defined in 291101. So we'd have to go read that to see if a dog yeah. is defined as a police officer. Uh, whom the offender had reasonable cause to know or knew to be a law enforcement officer as so defined. Uh, and either the victim at the time of the commission of the offense was engaged in the victim's duties or the offender... Uh, had a specific purpose to kill a police officer just to do it. Uh, so that was sort of their defense right here, Bill. They, they were arguing that he didn't know it was a police officer coming in. So And there was chaos. and Yeah. Um, now, if you commit a murder while you're committing another crime, like or fleeing from another crime, like rape, kidnapping, arson, ag arson, ag robbery, uh, ag burglary, uh, and you're the principal or... Um, you, you, even if you're not the principal, if you do it with prior calculation and design, principal being the primary responsible or helping others, I suppose. But uh, that'll get you the death penalty. Um, so we go through the rest of these, doesn't really matter. They're all sort of the same. In other words, if you do something really bad while doing something really bad and somebody dies and you kill them on purpose, uh, you can get the death penalty. Not a lot of death penalties come up each year, do they? No. Yeah. I mean, they usually go years before you get one up. Or, I mean, you don't hear it a lot. It's, it's funny you ask that because, you know, when I started practicing law in 95, there was almost always at least one death penalty case cooking over in Franklin County Court of Common Police. Almost always one. That, not by cooking, I mean actually in trial. You can almost always pinpoint at some juncture a death penalty case going. And... Uh, it just after a while they just quit doing it. No, jurors were not voting for death hmm. most of the time. Uh, it cost taxpayers a ton of money, and uh, I think the county prosecutor just like, well, this isn't worth pursuing anymore. Um, you know, we had all sorts of cases like that, uh, and and even then we were we used to like I used to keep my death penalty court appointed certification, my Rule Twenty. So if I want to do a court appointed death penalty case, in other words, the court is paying me or hiring me to do it. Uh, I have to keep a certificate. I have to take classes and, and, and take CLE, continuing legal education, et cetera. Uh, I, don't even, I haven't kept that up for years because there's, there, there's never one going. So I've done them privately. But this not. one, the whole community of Westerville, though, I'm sure really wanted to hear it in another way. I don't know if the whole community. I guess I, I'm just going to say a, a large majority. This really, I mean, there were there was a lot of people. These were known officers, not like they were, you know, rookies. Not like it makes a difference, but the, they had a lot of connection with the community. I mean, yeah. they knew them by their names, yeah. by their face. They've, you know, they've been there for so many years. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, from working at the high school to years later, they graduated and they had their own family, and they knew the same officer. They've been walking the beat, you know. Yeah, they just. I mean, that's how it is, and it's like even in Columbus, I get to know some of the police officers that I see. Like I know some of the motorcycle police officers who see all the time patrolling around. I know the I I was in an accident. I got rear ended on three fifteen a while back 
and I knew Officer Barrett, Freeway Patrol. And it was funny because I was waiting. I was like, I, I bet it's Barrett coming. And sure enough, it was. So it's like you get to know these police officers, and then one of them is taken and, and, and killed like that. You know, you are the noisiest guy. <laughs> trying to be quiet today, I mean, he but just I mean, he's got like he's got what do you, what do you got there? You got like a coke, you got an uh, iced coffee, you got a bottle of water, a jug of water, and then he gets like he, he takes oh, his he big did. drink like away from the mic, like we can't hear it, and then he gets back close to swallow. I think this mic is amplified. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> that's the, the purpose. That's what they do. Oh, there's um, a preamp attached to it. Yes. You know. uh, all right. So anyway. back to Steve's accident. You yeah. knew the officer that comes up there. Didn't you, you, you guys had a business transaction in the past. Didn't you say you bought a motor off of him? I, ironically, yeah, Officer I, Barrett. Yeah, I was I was talking to him on the phone. He was he was oh, on that's the right. You I, were, I was, yeah. I was talking to you, and then all of a sudden I heard and glass and everything like that. And he was like, "Yeah, I just got hit, Jared. I'm gonna have to." I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to. We'll uh, resume this call at a later <laughs> point in time." Yeah, my neck still hurts. I think I'm gonna go report that. Yeah. See a chiropractor, maybe. No, I got, yeah. So Barrett shows up. It's funny. He was talking. Uh, everybody was okay. The guy obviously just made a mistake. He was cool about it. I was cool about it. Um, the guy who ran into me from behind, anyway. And uh, we were just waiting on, on the police to show up to make our report. And I, I in my head, I was saying, it's got to be Barrett. It's got to be because I know he works about that, that yeah. shift on 315. I see him all the time. And, uh, it was, and I was still in my car, and I got out of the car, and I saw Barrett talking to this other dude, and uh, I just screamed. I, I'm not going to use the language I use. I said, all right, now we're screwed. We got the crookedest cop in the Columbus Police Department here. I tell you what, I wouldn't talk to that guy. I'm not talking to him. And you could see, you could just see the fire in this officer's eyes. He looked around, he looks at me and starts laughing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it was it was a friendly transaction to say the least. But uh, yeah. It'd been it's, better if they tased him. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I would have just, just lost the suspect on 315. What do you think about that funny he's, guy? He's reaching for something. He's reaching for something. Can you imagine getting tased as a result? Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I'm sure Westerville's up in arms. I mean, have you heard the, what the hue and cry is? Are people saying uh, they should have fried this guy or yeah, what? They uh, yeah, that's the consensus that I've seen, you know, as a Westerville business owner. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen a death penalty. Who's the last one that got in Franklin County? I don't even know who it is. Alva, that Alva Johnson. It? Was it, or uh, Alva Campbell. Mm, Alva Campbell. I think there would be more of an uproar in the community if they hadn't pressed for it. Yeah, at least they pressed for it. So they're like, well, you know, they they, they just said we're not even going to try the death penalty. This is it. I think that at least this way, people feel that they you know, w- they. I don't know that they offered it because they probably couldn't. Okay, they could have resolved the case before they tried it with life without parole. Sure. So yeah, you know, it's an interesting point you bring up. Is like they pressed for it. that's the county prosecutor Ron O'Brien making a decision. I am going to seek the death penalty in this case. And think what that does. I mean, that you're like you're committing to almost certainly a trial. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's going to yeah. agree to that? Yeah. You, so you're <laughs> not. Is anybody in history? I mean, maybe somebody that's really out there. But. So you wonder. It's like if you're on the defense of that, it's like, all right, I guess I'm trying to case. Yeah, you and, have to. Yeah. You know, I don't think it was in question that he killed these police officers. I don't think there was a question in really how it happened. Now, he made a decent argument, I hear, but it lasted. The uh, jury verdict was three and a half hours. Three and a half hours guilty. And then it was about live or die. So yeah. really, when you're defending that case on the defense side, all you're doing is setting up the second half of the trial. So Can you make yeah. that plea? Can I plead guilty but say I want to move to the mitigation stage? Yeah, I think you can. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily want to do that. All I mean, I, 
you just never know, right? You just right. never know. Right. So giving that up would be a difficult thing because think about this. If you get a death sentence, say you do that and you get a death penalty, you've basically waived every appellate argument that yeah. you would ever have. You have, yeah. So it's like the, when people talk about tying up the death sentence for years and years and years on death row, it's like, all right, well, yeah. you didn't have any issues, buddy, because you did. You just pled mm-hmm. guilty. Uh, and you'd find some issues anyway, but, you know, that's uh, did that's uh, Did Reagan Tokes, the, the girl that was the – I think she was leaving like Bodega or something, Ohio State student. Yeah. Really, yeah. Did that guy get death penalty? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because he was already, he was already in for something big, wasn't he? Did he get released? Yeah, he after was on uh, electronic monitoring, I think. He was when on, that happened. But then after that, they found out that there was a number of other, you know, people that he had robbed or crimes that he had mm-hmm. committed prior to that yeah. one. Yeah. Then they find the remains out at uh, the Hanna, that weird little golf course out there across from some park Mary, park from, from uh, Parkside. Uh, she worked at Bo- that, isn't it called Bodega? I do believe it's Bodega. Bodega. So. That's yeah. that's a horrible she was, story. Like, man. Up. I mean, I yeah. remember hearing about it here, and then I think I saw it on either Dateline or Twenty Twenty or something. Did a did a did a thing on it, and it's just a horrible horrible yeah. story, man. Yeah, yeah. So you wonder. One of the attorneys involved in that was try, help try this one with. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Fred Fred Benton was defense attorney. He had lead defense attorney, right? Good lawyer. That's yeah. a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're you're going to be hard pressed to find qualified or at least court appointed qualified death penalty lawyers anymore because you just don't get them. Uh, and again, back when I started practicing, there was tons of them. They're all over the place, and you would get there were these huge day like two day seminars, and they'd be packed of people lining up to keep their qualification. Uh, now here's the irony: is like the money you get paid to do those is is like uh, you know it's not very much. And the time you spend preparing a death yeah, penalty case I'm sure. is outrageous. I mean, it is a huge thing. And the county's paying for that if uh, you seek the death penalty. So making a political decision, uh, and I hate to call it a political decision, but that's exactly what it is. Like, I'm going to go for the hmm. death penalty. Now, I think it's also going to be a strategic decision like O.J. Simpson. You know, it's like do, seek the death penalty or don't seek the death penalty. It has ramifications, I think, in a reasonable doubt type of case. Uh, that might be even beneficial on on some weird level uh, for the defense. I mean, if, if if you're a juror and you know that if you say guilty and it's questionable evidence that you're, the the consequence is irreversible, mm. you know, you might be less likely to say guilty. Mm. At least I've always felt that way. So, I mean, who knows? It, it, it's all speculation anyway until you talk to the jurors afterwards and then they're pissed they didn't vote <laughs> death. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I guess the the real question I have is, Let's take a poll here. Who's in favor of the death penalty? Who's not? Let's go left to right or clockwise. That, that puts uh, William. William. I'm, I'm up then. Um, William Youngstown. Oh boy. I used to be in favor of the death penalty. No doubt. But now I kind of waffle just because mistakes can be made and then people are dead. What can you do after the fact? So, I mean, I think life in prison's. <clears throat> Good enough. I think that'd be worse. Now, if, if yeah. I was on trial, I'd take the. I'd, I'd. You asked if someone could just say admit and just go and plea, and I'd do it. I'd put me to death. Well, yeah, just kill sent, yourself. You sent for thirty years. But then again, we say that now, right? But it, you never know. Well, until yeah, you, you don't until know. You're you there don't until know. You can be like, you know, sure. I, I don't really want to know when I'm going to die. Right. Isn't that one of the best things about your life is not knowing? Yeah. I don't know. If you could, you sign up right now. Would you sign up for like ninety? I don't know if I, it's crazy. <laughs> well, that's, that's, now we go into Convorkian. You've got terminal illness. You're going to die. You are dying now. 
you're like this. I could live another six months, 10 months, a year in, in terminal pain, logged up in a bed with bed sores and, 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 and a mush mouth head. All the and, people you love. And give, yeah, give, give, so yeah. you know what I mean? I, I can totally understand where it'd be like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, to, to take with any of that. Yep. So I used to think like you, and I'm going to say this is my younger, when I was younger, I was, you know, 100% pro death penalty. It's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's it. You know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But then the older I got and the more I realized how wrong things are mm-hmm. in our system and a lot of times to where, you know, you'll find out years later that something from a case got suppressed. That is a total key evidence. It's like the naked to, gun. To, to, to put, hey, here's the missing evidence. And, he was innocent. And it just so you, you just, you know I mean? You got to give them the right to be able to fight and come around and come yeah. back and prove their innocence. Even well, the evolution of DNA testing. I mean, look how many people got free after that. That's so very recent. That it's, it's, and it's, it's so, I want, you know I mean? I guess this case right here, if I was in there, I more than likely would have voted yes. Because there was no, no, there's, there's, there's no way around it. But I can't say that I'm pro each one, because this one there is, there, there was no. Okay, he killed well, his officers. Yeah. Well, there is, yeah, there is no know, way that you yep. can, you can get around it to where he did not. His, his question is though, do you think it's appropriate in circumstance, certain circumstances? Would you're saying yeah? So in certain, in, there are circumstances where you I'm can say every yes time, to death. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then again, you remember, you get asked this question and politicians get acted, uh, asked it. They don't break it. They're like this. Are yes or no? Pro means yes. No. You, you, they want you to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you choose wrong, everybody else on the yes. other side hates you forever. So it's once again, you know, I mean, it's just weird that, you know, our government says that we have the right to kill people. I mean, it, there yeah. is there is the first commandment. You know, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just thou shalt not, not, yeah. not kill. And it's like but, unless you're us, then unless we've, it's the government, we've got then the right. you can do it. Yes. <laughs> you know, so you you just you know, are you? Uh, There's some coming up right now in Texas with this same situation. <coughs> the guys, I think it's scheduled to be put to death in two weeks. He's been on death row for like 30 years, and. Kim Kardashian and all these other actors are coming out saying there's new evidence. He needs a new trial. All this other stuff, but um. Have you guys seen uh, I Am a Killer on Netflix? I I, I've watched some of that, yeah. The I got very, if you've seen the very first one, it's actually, it, it's good. But this is a guy that is in prison, I think, for life without parole, LWAPT. He plans to kill an inmate in there just so he can get put on death row because the food and stuff is better. On death row? Yeah, he was like, well, in death row, you get this, this, and this. So he goes, well, I'll just, I'll just kill my celly. He's like, I'll just kill my celly, and then they'll definitely put me on death row. Yeah, they do that, man. Like yeah. Get, I told yeah. you that story the other day. Isn't that crazy? I mean, this guy is like, and, and this guy's proud to tell his story. Like, he's like laughing at the camera, and that you can see that the cameramen are kind of like, you know, a little bit awkward about it. And he just says, "You think I'm crazy, don't you?" Yeah. He's well, smiling. it's crazy. Right? It. I mean, it. it's like that's their life. So yeah. LWAP is not. I mean, it's it's like a life in a vacuum of a comp- with a whole new set of rules, a whole new set of people. You know, it's like a, it's a different. It would it would be a tough existence. It's I would a different think. world. You're yeah. in a different surroundings. It's like Snake Bliskin, where the only way that you can t- do, you know is to do that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, Jeff, where you so, stand, man? I say yeah. In your, certain your favorite death type yeah. But but you, it's we're all we we are all got the same answer. Yes and no. I don't have right. The same yes. Answer. I have I have a totally different answer. What's uh, let's hear it. No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I, and I'll tell you why. Um, 
the you've already brought it up. Everybody's brought it up. Is that in certain circumstances you're in favor, but other circumstances you're not? But there's no good way to define those circumstances. And if we're going to actually impose a punishment like that, I mean, first let's. I always try to eliminate variables and then add them in to talk about it, so it makes sense. But let's presume that you could be right about guilt or innocence every time. So I, I presume everybody here is the scenario. The one scenario you, you would all agree on is that the person has to be guilty. Yeah. Right. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Let's just assume that's the case. Yeah. And then in what situation do you say, all right, this guilty person gets to live, this guilty person doesn't? Yeah, that's that's the, that's, and that's I don't think the can, jury. I don't think the, there's no different than a judge when they impose a sentence of probation or a year in prison. There, I don't think there's ever a way to do that consistently. There's never a way to consistently. Well, the good news is they don't get marched out the back and put to death. I get it, but so on if there appeal, is evidence. Oh, there's people sitting no, on death row for to, 30, 40 years. You're back to guilt or innocence. Forget that. No, it's guilt. It, you're guilty. Okay. Presume guilt. On appeal, you don't get to challenge necessarily that they, uh, like. You don't get to say you shouldn't have put me, you should have given right. me life. Now, there might be errors in the sentencing maybe. phase yeah. about evidence that got excluded or conclusions. Yeah. That, I mean, maybe, maybe, but that's pretty limited. Is death row sentence now, though, a life sentence? Is Does it basically it a life long? sentence anyway? No, I think that's actually going to I mean, when's shortened? the last person that was killed in Ohio? Uh, it was somebody up in, uh, near in Northern Ohio somewhere. Wasn't it? How it was, long it was in said? the last five, six years. I, it's quicker now than it's ever been. There was a guy who actually waived all his appeals and wanted to die. I can't remember his name. Hmm. That was Ohio though. Hmm. Um, but no, my problem is how do you choose? And, and, and then it, it really, it's like saying, all right, you're going to let people choose. Mm-hmm. And the same people that choose to let you die might choose to let somebody else live. Or you might have a whole different group of people right. saying, all right, you killed two cops. But shouldn't the same apply? Shouldn't the same apply to the life without parole then? Uh, yeah, I you suppose. You can't just say you can't, you don't have a right to not have sentencing decisions to, to yeah. like juries and, and dare I say, I, look, I, I, I mean, you can give life, but you can't say, you're right. I'm it, giving you the right to never get out because you never have the right to, you know, well, go in right. front of the adult parole authority and get out. You're right. But I guess somehow I delineate those two things. Somehow I feel like to, the decision to kill somebody. Too absolute. Is, is absolutely irreversible. There is no way to get around it. Like if you're dead and newly discovered evidence comes out, you're not getting the benefit. Now we've right. presumed innocence, of course, but it's like that's uh, that's a tough one. Is like, And I heard this argument in a seminar one time out in Arizona where this it was a judge, a very conservative judge, came and said he has come out against a death penalty. And I was with the NACDL. It's like a, a rah-rah anti-death penalty um, uh, group for sure, and that's the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers. They they've taken that cause on, and this guy's position was not that it's immoral or that it's uh, it's not appropriate. He just said, "Look, presume innocence, and then tell me how you actually get it right." Amongst two people who appear to be the same, similarly situated, one guy lives, the other guy doesn't, and that just he he said, "I just don't think humans can create standards that are going to be equally applicable across those two scenarios." And then beyond that. Look, everybody knows I'm not, I'm not been secretive about my disdain for disdain is not the right word about my skepticism of government efficiency and choices that are made by government entities and government agents and power, people in positions of power. I, I I just am skeptical that it, you can actually get it right every time, and I'm even more skeptical of the decision making process to decide who gets to have a chance at dying and who doesn't. And if you're gonna, I just don't. I just think that's the, they can't get it right every time, so you can't do it, and it's inconsistent, so you can't do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just I get it. It's with an absolute, you know, death is death, and that's it. Uh, I, I I get where you're coming from, but it's like it's our our judicial system is so inconsistent. 
I mean, I can cross into like a Marysville, Ohio, that is is indicting felony, you know, burglary offenses for having a prior misdemeanor theft and going into a supermarket. Sure. You would not see that indicted here in Franklin County at all. People are going to prison out there for that. Just crossing over an imaginary line I could walk to by the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's like that's our system. You know, there's different people involved. They're going to be inconsistent. And I get it. Death is absolutely, you know, you can't change it once it's over. It's over. You can't go back and remedy it. But it's like that judicial system is just inconsistent though. Something about that make something about the death side of that makes it, to me, it's a sliding scale. So I, yeah. I give more scrutiny. Mm-hmm. I give more scrutiny to decisions that are, <clears throat> that are more permanent, I suppose. So if you're talking, even LWAP decisions. I mean, it makes sense. And I don't know if it does. Logically, it doesn't. It shouldn't. You should be able to scale up the logic and it works no, all the way up and down. I, I didn't jump on the mic and say, yeah, put people to death. Yeah, you so it was, you're, you're a gun, you're a gun no, time, I, I death penalty, a, switch pulling. I took a moment. Yeah, no I was problem. like, you know what? No, I got to say <laughs> I got to say yes. And the universe is speaking to us because like this is two Bronson. hours ago, two hours ago on CNN, very relevant to what we're talking about right now. Convicted murderer says his life sentence has been served after he was revived five times. So he should be released. An Iowa inmate serving a life sentence says he should be free after becoming ill, momentarily dying, and he had to be revived to the hospital. But the courts are saying, eh, we're not having that. I love that <laughs> argument. I like that. I serve my sentence. <laughs> I've now been granted a second life. Benjamin Sherber was sentenced. Oh, what no, if you got two? The, if you got two counts and you had consecutive death sentences, then that would be a problem for him. Nineteen ninety-seven, twice, five, oh, twice, five times. So he still has oh, three yeah. left. So he got. He didn't even get the death penalty. He got life without parole in ninety-seven. But he says, and he developed large kidney stones, septic poisoning. Eventually, fell unconscious in his cell and was taken to the local hospital where he was resuscitated resuscitated, resuscitated yeah. five separate times. According to the Iowa Court of Appeal, Schmerer claims he momentarily died at the hospital, thereby fulfilling his life sentence. It's a great because argument. His sentence has I been fulfilled. It. He argues imprisoned illegally and should be immediately released. <clears throat> District Court previously denied this motion. In its opinion, the Court of Appeals said, a plain reading of Iowa law says defendants guilty of a Class A felony should spend the rest of their natural life in prison regardless of how long that period of time ends. And uh, any events occurring before the defendant life ends. Schmerber is either alive. <laughs> Schmerber is either alive, in which case he must remain in prison. Judge Amanda Potterfield wrote, or he is dead, in which case this appeal is moot. What if he identifies as a? <laughs> like, that's what, awesome. What if he identifies as a reincarnated person? Oh, so he says I'm not who I am anymore. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm now identifying as a. Uh, I've died. I'm now Jim John. Yeah. So I, I'm reincarnated. It's great. I mean, look, you can, you, this is the. What else does he have it, to do? Exactly. It's an interesting argument. Well, a lot of time interesting argument. Argument. Right. It's a great argument. Yeah. And so the, what about uh, the other thing we got to throw in there is like we've presumed that somebody did it. But what about all those people out there that have been exonerated? So <laughs> it's like you can't tell me that there haven't been people but that was what I said. I was, I mean, the only way that I could get go through on there is like point blank range. It's like we have them mm-hmm. on video shooting them in the head. Mm-hmm. Right here it is. I mean, it's it's all right here. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got a clerk. He's getting robbed. Guy comes in, pulls a gun, shoots him, dead. They've I shot him. the clerk. And you're running out the door, I and a cop catches you, sheriff. catches him right out the door. We've got him. Well, that happened to Ralph Macchio. Did it really? My cousin. Karate did. kid. Oh yeah, yeah. He shot the clerk. Yeah. 
We were watching that the other day. They didn't day. have video. They didn't have oh, video. Oh, that's right. That, that, that was on that CLE. Yeah, they that, had skid marks. That's when Vinny comes out of his shell and says, I did ask that question. Do you feel that? Would I have, you always do that, too. Right. No, it's like I asked you. I don't know. You could say that. Oh, I did say that. I what did, would you say? What, what would you say? <laughs> well, you know, I get that all the time. Well, you could say that. I was like, yeah, I get it. I could say that. But how about you? What would you say? I'm asking you yeah. this question. Yeah. Or, you know, there's other answers. But, no, I, I'm with you. So, if so it comes obvious, back up, like, for a while, was in the 70s or 80s, we had no death penalty, right? Yeah, that's true. We didn't. It was declared unconstitutional, yes. at least in Ohio, um, and I think everywhere. Um, and then it got flipped back. And one of the first cases I worked on uh, as a budding young appellate lawyer was a case of William Wickline. William Wickline uh, was involved in a double homicide. And if you believe the state's evidence, he had, he chopped up. Uh, uh, Chris and Peggy Lurch, I think their names were, in his bathtub. How did he chop them up? With whatever you I don't know, implements he could find, I suppose. Uh, mm. I forget exactly. But he cut them up, uh, held her head up at one point while it was dis- while she was beheaded and made some comments. And, and then he allegedly— Is there like photographs of this? Uh, no, as a witness to it, his girlfriend. Oh, she uh, witnessed him do that? Hold yeah. And, uh, Maybe time for another relationship. Apparently, he there was evidence that uh, he said things like, yeah, I kill people, I feed them to the hogs or leave them stinking in the ditch and feed them <laughs> to the hogs and stuff like that. Well, that's like, uh, what's it? Uh, what's that movie? Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he waves jury uh, on the on that case. Meeks had it? No, not Meeks. <clears throat> uh, two lawyers locally had it, and uh, there was, he, he waves to And in those cases, you get a three-judge panel. At a three-judge panel, I think they probably thought that it was a fairly liberal panel that was anti-death penalty. Well, they, they imposed a death penalty. And uh, I worked on that case when it got to the federal courts and the habeas corpus level and uh, raised all the, the challenges and assignments of error and all the other stuff. And uh, they eventually convicted him, in, or they eventually uh, executed him. He's and dead? He, he was the, yeah, he's dead. He was the first one under the new death penalty huh. when it was reinstated. Yeah. What do we do in 73, Ohio? Do we I think. Do- do we do the injection? Is that how we do it here? Yeah, we're lethal injection. Yeah, but I think we're still backed up on that because we couldn't get enough of the drug we needed. Yeah, the well, cocktail was messed up. And then yeah. uh, somebody here, it was they were like, let's use the fentanyl that we have uh, obtained, that we have in, in storage. In, we'll is that use, a bad we'll idea? We'll use that. Well, here's, here's the, 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 the battle on that idea is right there is that you don't know how pure it is. Like, okay, so well, you don't you just, know what your injection yeah, was. So really. You're just going to go in there and you're like, we're pretty sure this is fentanyl. I mean, maybe it's low, it. maybe it's high, maybe it's something. So it's going to be, you know, very discomforting or whichever to the people. Well, somebody said doctors started to come out saying like the stuff that's supposed to numb you before they do the lethal part because it's like a two or three part injection. Like it's not working. And so people are like in pain, but like in a lot of pain. They're just but, shooting with heroin. There's no pain. Well, you know, th- is there no pain with heroin? You're going to be just feeling good. They're gonna I mean, die. Like Sister Once again, that comes down to yeah, where you don't you don't know the exact cut of the heroin. Where do you go out and score the heroin? You know, there was somebody who said, "Hey, let's take it out of the, the fentanyl that we have in evidence, and let's use it." You know, and and I can't remember exactly how it went. I know Ron O'Brien was like, "No, we're we're not doing that." <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> he was like, he was like, man. "Yeah, we're we're not going with that right there." <laughs> because because there's a backlog in Ohio that, yeah. executions right now. There's a backlog. Because we haven't had, and then there's drug companies that they do not want their drug to be used for the death sentence. Because the last thing is they don't want to be associated with, you know, take our drug for back pain or 
We kill people with or, it. Yeah. I mean, or it's, do you, you know, it's give or take. I mean, who's going to do it? Like, who's the, who's the guy with his hand on the switch? Too, I don't it's know. Like the old executioner. I mean, these are is, is it still available pilot. for people yeah. like victims to observe what happens? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You get to go watch. I mean, I could have gone to the one I was talking about. You open the curtain and you're watching it yeah, all happen. That's weird. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go. Now think about I, this though. Think about like the old days. I was I was uh, in as I was pondering this topic this morning. I, I did some reading on um, sort of the history of death penalty, and it was a British guy. There was a BBC uh, episode or a BBC uh, documentary on it, and they were talking about how it was this. It was a spectacle, man. They would they would parade people through the city of London, uh, lead them to their death. I mean, everybody would come out. Everybody was expected to come out. And in fact, if you didn't bring, like teachers were chastised. In this one example, he was talking about for not bringing their students out to witness yeah. this and cheer it on. And, you know, I guess I almost feel like that is a if you look at, at our justice system, I mean, what do you have? You have punishment, you have uh, rehabilitation and deterrence are sort of the big ones, the, the well, big three. The big deterrence there. So but I well, as a America, kid, I'm saying like, dude, more... I, I screw up. This is going to be me someday. It's yeah, quite a deterrent factor for the city. Maybe. I mean, we, they would have a hanging there would be people that it was like a picnic, you yes. know, they would come out from the country. I'm talking before the automobile. Yeah. I'm talking, you know I mean? It, it, it was really it, a picnic. They would yeah. have a, a, yeah. a yeah. center Food of town hanging. Stuff. You bet. Bring yep. the hangman in, you build the gallows. There was oh, a center man. of town hanging. Everybody would come. It was a very social affair. Um, and then, you know, sometimes and people, entertainment. And, and it used to be, you know, there's all sorts of cliches and sayings. I can't think of them, but I've heard some of them before. It's like that, that are sort of harken back to this where, you know, if the hangman wanted to be cruel, they could tie the knot in a certain way or put it around in the neck in a certain way that wouldn't break your neck, and you would sit there and suffer. Uh, others, you know, they, they talk about people swinging and dangling and kicking their feet for 30 minutes, uh, if not longer, uh, that just prolonged it. I mean, it was, it was brutal stuff. Hmm. And, it, 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 and now they were saying, this, this guy was saying back in, the, if you're going back in history in England, they didn't really have an efficient police system or prison system for an alternative. I mean, that was it. It was you die. And there was all sorts of crimes that you would get killed for. And they were, he was reading them off and none of them are what we would think would be worthy of the death penalty today. But uh, no, things have changed, but uh, can you imagine what, what the outcry would be down there on the state house lawn? Well, got a hanging this afternoon, guys. What are you doing for that? You guys want to hook up beforehand, grab some beers, maybe go for a ride down there on our motorcycles, check it out. Sunny day. Like hmm. that, that's just imagine that culture. Crazy. Who, so who picks how? Because in Ohio, they used to have an electric chair. Old Sparky. They had yeah. Old Sparky. And then they switched. So how do they pick that? How do they pick how? Because yeah. I think that there's still electric chairs that are running, aren't there? Uh, I think you can still. So here's what happens. The Eighth Amendment prohibits cruel and unusual punishment. And there's this cat and mouse game about what it becomes cruel and unusual punishment. People are always sort of dodging or states are always dodging around that to make sure that they're. However, however they impose it, isn't declared cruel and unusual. And I don't know, we can Google to see if the old Sparky was ever declared cruel and unusual, but at some point it shifted. And I know there used to be a provision. I, I should have done some more research. I, I've heard, I think there was a provision on how you could still ask for a firing squad at one point. It's mm, probably gone yeah. now. But uh, you get a firing squad. You could elect to be hanged. Um, you could uh, choose old Sparky. And now I don't think you get the choice. You just get what you get. Don't throw a fit. We're gonna we're gonna shoot you up. Hmm. Yep. I looked it up real quick. There's a uh, 156 individuals that have been exonerated since '73. 
on death row. Mm-hmm. Like innocent. That was a 2016 statistic. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a that's lot a of people. That's a huge so number. Since that's 70, a huge is that since only number. since the new modern death penalty, since it was reinstated? Yes. All right. And so, that's only the new modern. So imagine and the so past. Now mm-hmm. I, now I want to know how many executions we have like by like how many before and now so in other words if there's that many i'm guessing since 1973 there have been less people actually convicted of death specs than pre-73 by year i would guess there's less so in other words that stat means even more because there are fewer people who are actually finding themselves on death row right yep so those are people that are later exonerated they not guilty yes that's crazy I mean, because that's not even an issue with this Westerville thing. I mean, no. you can debate over not killing him or not. And that's from NCADP.org. Yeah, yeah, There's no killing. debate. You, yeah. That's the only yeah. thing you can argue on. Yeah, Holy smokes, man. There. That's crazy. So they're actually sentenced to death, and then later while sitting there waiting death, evidence comes out that exonerates them. That is nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Or maybe after they've died. Man. Who knows? Yeah, that had to be excruciating to be an innocent man sitting there, like I said, knowing yeah. No. No, and you didn't hmm. do it. Yeah. Well, think of all the people convicted. Like we talked about this with respect to rape cases and DNA exonerating yeah. them. And it's like, it, it just is, it's it's mind boggling yeah. to think 20 years and there yeah. you go. What's that Kevin Spacey movie? Have you ever seen that Kevin Spacey movie where he, uh, he's, he's a professor? He's a professor. Yeah. And they think he like stages a murder that he's got his fingerprints all over and they put him to death and. He has a video that shows he didn't do it at all, but he was going to wait till after death to show it. you never seen this movie? I haven't. Oh, That's a good it's movie. a good movie, man. You probably just spoiled it for him, but... Spoiler alert. You should rewind. Oh, yeah. Don't... Dude, that movie... That was the ending. That movie's been out in the 90s. Just so you know, you didn't spoil it for me. It's a good movie, though. I'm not going to catch it. There's plenty of movies that I haven't seen. Millions of listeners. Probably not going to see Millions of listeners are now canceling their Netflix. But how about speaking of fentanyl, don't be taking fentanyl through China. We're distributing it to the United States. not taking it through. And that's, I'm going to tell you, they came out with that number. That's very symbolic. There's been a number of traffickers of fentanyl to America through Chinese affiliates going through the dark web, down to ordering, down to where they will brag that people have overdosed on their fentanyl. They've got the new elephant fentanyl, which is even stronger, which means that they can ship you in, you know, I mean, a smaller envelope, which you can cut and stretch out even more because it's that powerful. And there's been such a hard press that they, they got a handful of people. Well, it was like three or four, but that doesn't even count to literally the hundreds of different company and people from China that are shipping it over here. So they grabbed a few to, to try to ease, ease it up here with America. Like, hey, see, we are doing something on it. Because there's been a number that, that our government has pressed and the, and the Chinese government had done nothing on it. So they picked out a handful. I mean, which is good, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there it should, you know, it should stop, but it's not going to. They have yeah. way more cases against, what, what, you know, what that is right there. And they probably got executed because they didn't give enough cut. They probably weren't kicking up <laughs> enough. Yeah. That would just be my guess. Yep. Opinion, not truth. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is fact. The, the Life of David Gill is that movie. Is that what it's called? The Life of David Gill, yeah. The Great Life movie. of David Gill. Yeah. Gale. G-A-L-E. When yeah. was it made? Uh, that's a good one, man. Steve, you've never seen that. You need to watch that one. You'd, you'd like that one. Are we allowed to watch movies? 2003. No. I was. 2003. We're not allowed to watch his movies anymore, are we? 
Oh, yeah, he's in trouble. <laughs> the one case he got out of because who was pushing the charges against him died, so that was an easy out for old... Uh, I think oh, there's a couple of reasons. I didn't see that. And uh, that kid, I don't know, it doesn't sound like he... sounds like that's kind of BS, too. It's like he, he went along with the whole thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it wasn't so much there. I don't know, he really has been kind of getting exonerated. A lot of his uh, charges are pushed, pushed against him. Hmm. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. False allegations. I was I was listening to the, on the on the drive in here today, and you know they we rank, ranked was it number five in human trafficking in Ohio. Ohio does Ohio. How do you define human work. trafficking? What is the what is the I don't know, man. People what are definition getting, are we I've heard some crazy on? stories. Ever tell you that client that told me that their sister or whatever was at like Easton and went into the bathroom and there were people hiding in there and they like drug her out and like the mom happened to catch it in time and they threw her to the ground and they like ran off and they never caught him. Human trafficking like like, can go into a lot of things. There was somebody else. One, one thing they were hitting on there is they want to have a a a if you're if you're a, a pimp or a John and you get you know caught. So they, that's a human trafficker. Well, you were they they're considered you were involved in human trafficking because you were able to go out and abuse and do whatever you did to that person and still you make it home in time style. and still make it home that time for dinner. To where if you get caught for it, they want to have a. What, what, what's it called? Hey, like, they want to. They want to have a registry now. Oh yeah, a registry to where it's out there for everybody that uh, you pick. What's well, it's, you, it's you, a you, sex you, offense? You got it. Well, I, I, uh, it's going to have a whole new list for human traffickers. See, this is the thing. I mean, I, I look, I'm not saying. I mean, it's a bill that was well, a trying person to pass engaged right in like pornography. Being a pimp, is that a human trafficker? It, not, who could support somebody who's being a pimp and argue that that's a good thing? It's not. But I think it's helpful to know when you're talking about human trafficking, they're including like the traditional pimp definition. Yeah. And, and again, maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't, but at least it doesn't really, I think most people think human trafficking, like people tied up in vans crossing the border, you know, or, or, or right. getting shipped around like foreign people and yep. sold and child. And I think there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot in Europe. I, I know there's a lot of that going on right here. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've talked to friends that I know that, you know, I mean, work on, you know, whenever the Arnold uh, classic comes into town, they say that there are many of of they're shipped in here, you know, prostitutes, human trafficking. I mean, they're they get apartments, they get rooms. There's a lot of people here, and they say that that's like, and then they have special task force that work for like the Super Bowl. So if you're you have the Super Bowl in Austin, there's a whole task force because there's going to be a lot of people there. There's a lot going on there. There's you know, it's it's a you know supply well, supply and demand. Well, they're like, like this, uh, Austin, Texas really doesn't have enough. We better ship some we better in. Bring some in. That's perfect. Well, I mean, here's the thing: we do a lot of, dare I say, John cases or or uh, solicitation mm. cases where, you know, so and so got on or, or your client maybe uh, saw an ad in the paper for a good time at a hotel. Calls shows up, turns out it's really a police officer. Like I, w- I don't think I would ever trust an ad in the paper. I mean, I've. <laughs> It's like it's like I tell people all the time. It's like, what were you thinking? You well, know, I'll like, be honest though. Do you think? Do you think that? I mean, I've never person, done it anyway. But it does. Do you, yeah, but do you think that person's doing that? You think that's really their first time doing it? I think we've had some that it was their first time. Maybe. But these people have done this before. And they, got, so they it becomes tend to easier. tell us it's, it's their first like a, time. It's a telling. It's a telling question because if it is their first time, it would show how foolish they are believing right. that that's where right. exists. Yeah. yeah. Or is it that there's so many people that do it all the time that this is like? Are there more people who are posing as police officers that have these blatantly obvious right. ads that come for a good time uh, to this hotel? It's like who doesn't? Or they're that, in these chat rooms. 
and it yeah. turns into like an importunity. Well, Craigslist, Craigslist was yeah, big exactly. on that, and yeah. and yeah. these weren't. I don't know. Like you said, once again, as they get lumped into to human trafficking. They didn't have a pimp. They didn't have anything. They were like, God, oh, there's no need for it. I can just advertise my body right here online, and I and I can sell it. Yeah, you know, which to a point, you know, I mean, if that's their choice, I mean, it's like what the late legal. great the late great Sean Hannon used to say. It's like you know, if you're 45 years old and in a chat room, the 16 year old girl doesn't want to meet and sleep with you. Right. Generally, like, she probably they doesn't. Don't right. want to meet and sleep with you, but they, but, but they, they believe it so bad. They want yeah. to believe it so badly yeah. that they're willing to like drive to Cincinnati to meet right. them. Yeah. At a Target parking lot in open. Yeah. And uh, after they get all the stuff that they yeah van full the, the, van the full of sex told toys. them to bring yeah with a van <laughs> full of sex toys yeah while <laughs> under surveillance you know it's like see Jared's he's scratching his head but that happened. It happens all yeah. the time. I've had dozens of cases like that. No, I remember it on Dateline there. The uh, what was it? Uh, oh uh, yeah, catch a predator. Catch a predator. Catch a pre- mm-hmm. He got in trouble though, did he? Yeah, for I think something. he predated yeah, himself. He, he, didn't no, he? he no, he wasn't predating. He, oh. he was he he owed some money. Oh, all yeah. right. he like he, right. yeah he he yeah. Thanks be a good show. I used to like that show. Oh man, it was always like you're free to go. <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry about it. You're just going to oh, get tackled by the guys. It'll never happen there. again. As soon as they walk outside, they get tackled. But the problem why they ended the show is I do believe that they had a lot of problems in prosecuting these cases that were on the show. Of course. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean they, was, they were set up. There was this and that. There was this just, entrapment notion. There was, there was yeah. a lot of entrapment that was put into it to where the majority of the people they caught I don't were know. not prosecuted. You know how entrapment works. Well, how would you really? Well, here the government, the, 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 the police are outside. Here's what happens. He's inside. Well, these know, people are making statements. Are they predisposed? So yeah, here's yeah. the problem, though. It's like they are clearly enticed in, and so you've got that part. Well, yeah, but that's something that they set up the chat room. They held themselves out and, to be somebody, and they said, "Hello, I'm bet. John." And yeah. they, but they're enticed in, and then you know, ordinarily they would say, "Well, this not." The police would say, "Well, we weren't doing it. Dateline was doing it." But they got so cozy with Dateline that now anything that Dateline did could be imputed to the cops, like an agency relationship. Oh. Now, it doesn't make it entrapment, but it makes it mm. like you get over that big hurdle, which is yeah. the police doing it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I happen to think that as many ads as you run, as many times as you do that, you will find somebody. You could catch as many fish as you want doing yeah. that, I think. Well, that's why they do it. I mean, constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they have task forces I mean, for it. Well, they don't do it. You, don't, I, you know, we don't hear them anymore. Well, I mean, like for soliciting and stuff like that. I mean, that's just constant. I mean, usually most soliciting cases I have, when you step in there, up. it's not a single arrest. It's a whole task force that caught, you know, 40 like 20, people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, each time I have one. Batch yeah. them up. Yeah, yeah, batch them up. I mean, they used to have John School over court. They still have John School. Yeah, yeah. they have John School. Yeah. yeah. So you'd get you'd get caught in a- I almost want to go to it just to see that the yeah. people that have gone to it have said it's very educational. Go to a class, you get tested. exactly what you're saying. It's exactly what you're, you're you saying. Like, people don't understand human trafficking and like what it actually involves. And apparently it's like this big one day education about it. I can imagine you showing up. You, you look around, it's like, oh, hey, Jared, how you doing? <laughs> Wait, you're here? <laughs> you're here. You're Good here? to see you again, man. Oh. <laughs> I hate to make fun of it. I don't, I don't mean to make fun of human trafficking. I mean, obviously it's horrible. It, but I think it's a get back to the point. Well, it's the, like, is the, it human why it's funny is because if there is any giggle to it, it's like the people that we see a lot of times are maybe like um, struggling in their marriage. They are lonely. They have jobs. They have lives. Some active in their churches, and then they go out and make a really poor choice like that. They don't understand the ramifications of it. It seems so. Now, oh well, this is just me paying somebody for sex, but 
Well, what's what really if the going government, on behind the scenes is horrible. Let me ask you this then. Let's get into it. What if the government said we're not going to make it unlawful to engage in prostitution? Does that solve the problem you're talking about? That would eliminate the demand for all this unlawful crap. I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think so. you'd still have to have limitations on it. And a I mean, lot of no, people. It's not are, like the government's going to supply the hooker. Well, wait a minute. It, but look, if Maybe you realize because Amsterdam's legal, right? If you're prostitution's a, legal in Amsterdam, if you're an enterprising Nevada's that way. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas is that way? Not no, Las Vegas. Not Las Nevada. Vegas. Parts of Nevada. Parts, parts of the Nevada. Ca- okay. counties. Okay. Not the chicken oh, that's where they got that bunny, yeah. the bunny ranch. Yeah. There's multiple of them. There's right. multiple ranch. Okay. Hear me out. So if I'm an enterprising, uh, healthy, attractive young man or young woman, and I want to make some extra money, sort of like Uber, I'm just going to put an ad that I'm, I'm here for you, man. I'll, I'll do my, you know, come... Come hang out. I'm going to give you an orgasm 20 times over. You're going to get the best sex of your life, you lonely man or you lonely woman. I'm going to do it for you. All right, so that's a that's an arm's-length transaction. Not concealing it, no nothing. I mean, it's a morality-type crime. I mean, it is the federal government, uh, and let's just face it, it's probably uh, more uh, – it impacts women more than men, for sure, I, I would think. I, I don't know how, mm-hmm. many, how many men are out there being gigolos anymore. but um, well, They got that HBO show. I saw Richard Gere. Gigolo. Yeah, American Gigolo. American Gigolo. Call me. Call me. Uh, anyway, that, so what is it? I mean, if you got rid of it, maybe I mean, that I fixes I think it's got to be case by case. It's like there are certainly people involved in the porn industry that are probably just love having sex as females, and they say this is the best job in the world. I get paid to have sex, and I like having sex. There might be folks like that. And how is that not prostitution? Because it's an art form. But... That, that's, hey, that's, that's how they get around it. I they're paint still getting pictures paid. every night in my bedroom. But... It's art. You would think the supply wouldn't meet the demand, so that's where I think the— I think the government has artificially curtailed the demand by making this criminal. It's like it's the same argument for decriminalizing marijuana. Why wouldn't more—so you think if you made it legal, more women would just volunteer to do this and not have a pimp and I not— I think there would be less demand for the human trafficking element. In other words, you, you would get rid of the black market. It would make the whole thing a lot safer. Like okay. if, if you went and you're like this, I am registered. Here's my license. You know, I mean, I have my my because you got you're gonna have to get a license to sell anything. Okay, you have to have a peddler's permit. Yeah. So here's 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 my sex permit, and uh, here's also that I've been tested. tested. You know, I mean, once a month, I think they do that whatever in they do. Yeah, and they do Just that. They Uber. do they do that in Nevada. Just let to the where you go it. through. You have to be tested before you can work. Let's say you took a week off. You come back. You have to bring in that before you walked. You showed up into work. You have to that you went and you you were tested. And so it's Uber for prostitution. Why are you shaking your head? No, you, you I don't, prefer I don't know, not man. tested. I think you like the risk. <laughs> you're you're like, I'm no, I'm shaking my head. The funny thing is, is there are. I mean, with some of the cases we've had, there are people that are like that. I've we've represented lots of them. Yeah. I've, I've represented a gal that came in from uh, Las Vegas, and she was just she would go around to different cities and different times where they thought there was a demand, and you know she she made a living doing it. And and if you asked her, she would say it's BS that the, that I'm not allowed to do this. Why should I have to go? Well, to What jail are the for prices going to be? What the prices? What are the prices going to be? It's probably better if it's if it's legal. I mean, because I mean, what if, if they think they're worth? Well, yeah, it's going to go up if they have their own little shop or whatever they want to do. Who's going to go see them? The people with the money. What if about gotta, the, the people that don't a, have the money? You're still going to need the girls that are getting sex about, trafficking. You're forgetting about Groupon. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't what know, are that, you talking about? There's always a market. So look, if you can't Groupon, afford the best baby. toilet paper, you buy the you buy the best thing you can buy. Like, hey, Bill, you want to split this Groupon with me? You know, we cut it in half. I would but tend he, to think the hookers 
some of them are not the smartest people in the world well, right now because right it's now. against the law this it's like some of them are i mean what was it was a flies uh, what was the matter Heidi flies Heidi flies i mean like are they going to establish their own business yeah sure she had a can. great business and she had a great you clientele and she had you know do we need to go out in the streets of Columbus and look at these people? Well, look, that's the this problem. This is not Heidi Fleiss. Look, these and do, I'm not beating them up. I'm just saying they're not business-minded. or It's you because know. it's against the law. The people who could earn a living doing it with a legitimate business set up an LLC. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Earn your the, living. If they're doing it taxes. without a license, then you have broken the law. I can't just be like, you know what? I'm going to open up a retail store somewhere and not get any license for it. And then my dad, I just, I, I, you know what? Somebody would rent rent me a spot. Okay, I go to a strip mall. I rent it, right? I put in material in there. I paint the walls. I get it set up. I'm open for business. And then they come in and they're like, uh, you got a certificate of occupancy license? Uh, what is your uh, tax ID number? Um, what is okay? So then what they could do is they could put a chain on my door. I could get fined. They could take. They could. They could take all of my inventory. Sure, but I don't even think it needs to go that far. I, th- I don't it, look if you just opened it up and let the market govern it, like Uber with ratings, you could probably achieve all the goals. You could just say, "Here's my rating. Here's what I like." And, and here's the other thing, Bill. Against your argument is that there are people with in, like this is one area where there are interests that are so diverse that there's almost a market for anybody. There is. So you like somebody with, uh, you like a guy with dark hair versus blonde hair, you can find that. Somebody heavier, somebody lighter, you can find that too. And uh, find your niche, go go forth and prosper. I'm not saying I would. I'm not saying it's moral, but I mean, look, you might get rid of a huge part of the human trafficking. Prostitution is one of the oldest businesses to ever it exist. It is, I know. I, I don't know. I just think a lot of these... It, with with the sex trafficking, a lot of what they're in in the, in the parts of the cities they're in, in the climate they're in, it's, it's not about you just money. Said, you just said it's sex about, trafficking. We started oh, out with human it's, trafficking. It's absolutely we started about with money. human trafficking, which is, is is where the lines are blurred. Because Ooh. I saw on 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 Frontline was a Trillium Farms out there, and they're getting they were getting nailed for shipping in immigrants, illegal immigrants, housing them. You know I mean, like almost to where they've got a debt to where they'll put yeah. them out there in these trailers and they have to work these farms. And that's human trafficking. You know what I mean? Yeah. These farms need it. They're getting shipped in. This is right. I mean, I watched this special. It was on yeah. Frontline, PBS. Yep. And as I was watching it, literally these farms they're talking about. Now, they were talking about their farms in other states because Trillium Farms is, is, is very large. But they had a thing, and I was like, that's right down the road from my mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like literally a few miles down, I started seeing this, and they started – Going in there, and they've got them housed in these trailers that have no water, no plumbing, or no electric. You've they got seen fifteen the people. Well, actually, I went driving around looking for them. Yeah, I saw on 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 on, on Frontline on yeah. PBS. Holy smokes! And they were out there, and they were showing this, and it's just so you got multiple levels of human trafficking. You know, what I mean, you have your indentured servants. I guess you could kind of put it that way, to where they get smuggled in, and now you owe us. And, you know, I mean, so you work this many hours, but you've been housing you in this wonderful trailer, so you owe us this much money, to the point where they never really get paid out from the people that smuggle them over and in. Yeah. To where, yeah. To where they're, I mean, they're kind of really stuck there stretching working. it out, I mean, isn't a mail-order bride, like, isn't that human trafficking? You're paying for a bride? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would have and to then, say, yeah. And if you discuss sex in the in the context of that, how's that not? Uh, solicitation for prostitution. Yeah. It absolutely is. Hey, Look, I don't know, but if you if you want to say we are going to decriminalize prostitution, 
I believe that the market then becomes uh, th- there's less demand for the secret uh, truck full of of sex trafficked victims. Now, sure, I mean the, the problem the folks is, is still underage. Yeah, yeah, you, you got still got the Epsteins and those yeah. those assholes who are just going to. That's what freaks me out when I'm like at malls and stuff with my kids. It's like, where the hell? Do you, do you hold on to me, dude. Some crazy people out there. Yeah, no, that's uh, I agree. So you're that like the fetish side. That's uh, like the ch- children. That's horrible. I and mean, there's going to be those predators no matter what. But if we're just talking about adult arm's length transactions, uh, two consenting adults knowingly saying, "I want to pay you. You come in." We're going to engage in this conduct together. It's going to be awesome, I promise. And um, you going about your business. I don't see how that necessarily ought to be lawful or uh, unlawful. Now, not too long ago, you heard that human trafficking was over there in the UK. I do believe it was uh, Vietnamese and Chinese. They, were, they found what, 38 of them in the back of a semi-trailer. They were being smuggled. It wasn't even in America, you know. And uh, they got the driver. And I just think to myself, it's like, man, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life but that right there just smuggling humans mm. is just something that it's i slavery. just it's i can't yeah i can't yeah. wrap my head around the person that has the ability to do that mm. yeah it's it's just flat out yeah, slavery right? it I mean, is that's what it it's, is and and to say what you're talking about like human trafficking like bringing truckloads of people over to work your farm and basically indenture them in such a way that it's it's the functional equivalent of slavery i mean it's, mm-hmm. that, that's what it is so yeah. Well, I mean, it, what I think about is even, and I'm sure it's as bad both ways, but I remember the guy in Cleveland that had the girls in the basement for like years. Yeah. It's like, dude. Yeah. So now we're, now you're into like kidnapping and all these awful yeah. things. So, but I, now I get it. That's sex trafficking now. I, I guess that would qualify. Well, human trafficking. Yeah. Or human, well, I mean, I don't know what he was doing. Well, I don't know. Yeah. He wasn't selling I think it was, they were just that's family just a, members, that's abducting. right? That's no, they, they, those, I think they had babies from him. Yeah, oh. that, that was yeah, that was him. Uh, yeah, That's he, the Amanda that, B- um, yes. Barry and stuff like oh, that. Horrible yeah. stuff. Horrible. But there was like there was uh, what's it, the Stockholm syndrome stuff going on, right? Like yeah. they felt like because they're just so mentally abused and well, you become dependent you in, in some weird way. But would you give them the death penalty? I don't know enough about really? the facts, but it's easy to say you, yes, you can't. You can't. I mean, he didn't kill anybody, right? No, no, he didn't kill anybody. But like, there are people out there say, "I don't, I don't get the think you get that guy." How about castration? Oh man, now we're getting into a different world like here. Chemical castration. castration. We were talking. We, we did a show on that. I think at one point. What did I don't remember what I said about that. I you you don't okay. have to be consistent. Said, I think I'd be. You said you'd give it a shot. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm alright. I'm, I'm taking care of. <laughs> uh, man, castrate that guy. Hey, you just want to kill the guy. I mean, look, I, part of part of me wants to say send him to prison. Well, first of all, and he's let like justice be now, done. Right? You know, he's old, the Cleveland guy. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, oh, he he I think someone he, killed him in prison, or he committed pr- suicide. No, he got, no, he got killed in prison. Yeah. Yeah. He got killed, not suicide. Yeah. Not suicide. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I guess we should fact check it, but if we'll fact, do, I, I, do, I do. I do believe. We don't really fact check around here. Yeah. Yeah. We will with that. So Jeffrey Dahmer didn't kill himself. No. And uh, he got taken care he of. He got shanked, right? Well, he got more than shanked. Yeah, I'm sure he was. They got him with a broom. Oh, they, got him, they got him with a mop man. bucket. He was cleaning the bathrooms. And, you uh, know that? To yeah, be true? Yeah, you read true. it? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, there is that sense of justice, too. It's like there, there is ultimately like uh, the, the, what's the book? Um, we were just talking about the other day. Lord of the Flies. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's sort of that yeah. mentality going on. It's like eventually yeah. somebody's going to sort of, there, there will be a hierarchy established and, you know, you run afoul of that, they'll kill you. Yeah, he he hung himself in a prison cell. Ariel oh, Castro. Okay. I wonder if it was like Epstein. I wonder if uh, they brought in uh, Dr. Bodden to do the analysis on that one. 
No, this is inconsistent with a self-inflicted hanging. Well, was he sentenced to life and then I, did that? I, I, I don't even know if it was prison. I don't even know if it finished. I think mm. there was, was it during trial? While he was pending. I'm looking now. I don't remember that case ever going to trial or a plea or anything. I just remember seeing him a couple of times standing next to attorneys, but. He was like, they got me. I'm done. Oh, yeah, he sunk. Sunk. So speaking of Epstein, it's funny that he didn't hang himself. Did you see the story from uh, ABC that came out? Was it ABC? Yeah, they, they fired that girl. She got fired? She got fired. For yeah, what? that's the newest news. That, that, that came out this morning. I saw that. So. <sighs> So there was what she was, used to work for ABC. Now she's working for CBS. Hot Mike, and she's talking about three years ago. She had the story on Epstein. Oh, had witness. Yeah, I heard had, had 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 backing. Had the whole thing, and they wouldn't run with the story because there was an election with Clinton in it, and Bill was mentioned in the Epstein. So they squashed it. Well, it was bigger than that, though. It was also like the royal family. Yes. And there was a lot. There was a, there was a lot. Dershowitz. In it. I mean, there was a lot of power. Right. They're like, yeah, we're not we're not running that. And then she was. On whatever and I'm not so picking she, on him, but now Trump, they don't. Trump's they don't, involved in too, right? And they don't know. Who, I don't know if it came out that uh, Trump. It was definitely Trump had made Bill some Clinton. Comments. I heard that. Bill Clinton had traveled with the guy. I don't yeah. think Trump had ever gotten in the plane. Yeah. Maybe he had. I don't know. But I, it was really bad for for Willie. It, it would have been bad. really bad. Yeah. And yeah. so she was on a hot mic, and and they don't. Then they're trying to figure out. They want to know who released that. They're like, who was had the ability to get that hot mic and and recording and release it? Right now, the media is all up in arms that <clears throat> whoever that whistleblower is must be named. That's funny. That's there's something awesome. else. There's something else going on right now awesome. where they're saying there's no need to release the whistleblower's name. They, I mean, they the whistleblower to, must irrespective be of named. all the politics, no matter which way it's going. There's something so rewarding or, or, or satisfying about hot mic moments where people, like when people, I don't know, something about that, just when people get caught being hypocritical or uh, the righteous folks out there get caught saying stuff on a hot mic that is, that's contrary or offensive. I just, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Now, what they should do, come here on Lawyer Talk and have a podcast with us. Mike's always He's out. Yeah, I was going to say that. Castro hung himself one a month into a sentence, being imprisoned. They were going to charge him with over 300 counts. Two of those, they were going to seek the death penalty. Two of those counts were aggravated murder for the termination of the girl's pregnancies. But then he ended up pleading. Are you saying that so, killing a, a, a baby in the womb is murder? That's what they were saying. <laughs> Up in old Cuyahoga County. Is that what you're saying? Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we'll take that one on Kaya some other day. Hoga. We'll take that on some other day. So this is a Lawyer Talk. It's good to be back at a Lawyer Talk where I think, as we just said, the mics are always hot. <laughs> you know how quiet that got? <laughs> the mics are always silent. hot. I love this Here song. at Lawyer Show. Lawyer Show. L- lawyer lawyer Show at, at, at Talk the, Channel 511. Yeah. 511 Lawyers Talking. On the hot mic. Anyway, this is a lawyer. The show at lawyer. Good to be back. It is good to be back. Feels yeah. good. It feels like I'm back home in a, in a cozy. I would have to say that was an official lawyer talk show. It really was. We it was off try. the record. It was off the record. It was on the air. On the air. As soon as we release it. That's to go, good. To go uh, on the air. Because yeah. it's really not on the air yet. But it will be. We need to release it that. Because that's some, some news that that's been We real. have uh, the Halloween episode is coming out Monday. This what one, is the Halloween did episode? That. I didn't even know we did a Halloween episode. <laughs> we did. Episode. We talked okay. about, uh, I call it the Halloween episode because we talked about Yukon Cornelius. We talked about yeah. uh, uh, Jeff's beard. Imagine that. 
We talked about um, vape and CBD. We talked about Bruce Willis <laughs> being the biggest Christmas yeah. movie badass yeah. ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it is November. I, I did the show down it here with November, the... but I think the fans will understand. We've had a little <laughs> November. We've had a couple little rocky, <clears throat> rocky points in the show, but we're back on track. Yeah. So a couple big things, Jared, coming up. Oh, I got a show there. We did a with uh, we did a guest show on the comedians on South High with Dino Tripodis. Dino Tripodis? Yeah, he was uh, local, Sunny, Sunny ninety five. Uh, he was on there for twenty five years. Did the morning show there. Oh, that's cool. Uh, author was it raw? Uh, movie producer was it the raw? Um, he gave it the raw version, right? He he wasn't censored, was he? No, he was Dino not went. censored. Dino, Dino was not. He's all he has a whiskey business. Is his podcast great podcast? Uh, he whiskey also, business. He also does the premises which is a podcast and a live show that's right down here at the old shadow box, which is right close to the five one one. Uh, he came up and, uh, sitting there with Jason Banks and Kenny mock Bobby Dodds was, uh, was vacant from the time, but we had a guest to fill in and I'm going to have to say it was a very interesting, great show. He talked about doing stand up in the eighties, talked about, uh, Drew Carey doing stand up with Drew Carey down to Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, some of the, the talk about how Drew Carey motivated and pushed his career forward. Um, down to where things are today on, you know, from comedians, what they can say, what they can't say, what is too much, what oh, is too yeah. little, what is, yeah. you know, where everything's at in uh, broadcasting. But very, very interesting guy. I was looking forward to it, and the show came through even more than I anticipated. So a couple things people ought to do is certainly go subscribe and sign up to get whatever regularly you do. Well, you can do on Comedians works. on South High podcast, podcast mobile out there, listen to sure. it. But if nothing else, check out Channel 511. On YouTube. On YouTube. So just or you Google. can go to channel511.com, scroll to the bottom, click on the YouTube icon. It'll bring you right there to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. You will get videos from the show at 511. You will get lawyer talk off the record on the air. You will get comedians on South High. Boom. We just, uh, it's, it's out there. If you haven't seen it, we talked about in the one episode, uh, the flaming beard. And then mm-hmm. we did a little road trip, the three of us here. Oh, when yeah. That video is uploaded. It's on there. It's on the YouTube. You can see the beard and, then, and yep. the boys going out for some pizza and some hot sauce. And uh, really, can all together, if you go to Channel 511. See it all. YouTube, channel511.com. And the best thing to do bottom, is subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. It'll pop up. Go maybe, we, maybe we got to start running camera on this show, Lawyer Talk. Probably should. We should. Yeah. Jeff, you up for that? Time or two? Yeah. Just got to make yeah. sure I'm... Bill, you got to stay dressed. I'm yeah, in my underwear. Right, I'm in my underwear now, so I'm put, put some pants we on. Could we could do, do a show in our underwear in here. That's one thing people do not know about the it's Studio hot, 511 hot. is that it is hot. I was kind of thinking, I was like, you know what? This is... I don't... I hate winter. I hate cold weather. But I was like, you know what? Once it gets cooler, maybe it won't be so hot. You're going to wish for heat when that happens wrong. because this place gets really cold. Yeah. And I can take that, man, See, over this. I now, think if that. the owner of the building would adjust the schedule for the HVAC... They could probably solve that problem. We could do <laughs> lawyer talk in boxers. <laughs> you know, instead of, you know, you get, you got all the talk in cars. We're just in boxers. I'm just going to wear a robe, but nothing under it. Nice. A black bathrobe. Look like a judge, but not quite. It's like come the to dude. judge. You're come to judge. So uh, check it out. Now, you can always reach out to us, too. Uh, you can reach. Look us up, uh, Jeff, Bill, and me. I. Jeff, no, look us up. Look me up at um, OhioLegalDefense.com. That's Yavich and Palmer. Uh, we can shoot us an email. We'll answer your questions. We'll do whatever. Uh, you can check us out all the places Jared, Jared just said. And uh, just tune in or stay tuned, I suppose, is a better way to say it because lots of stuff coming on. Thanks to all the production folks that go uh, that help us put all this awesome stuff together. You got Dan Buckley, photographer, videographer, artist. 
by any definition at all. Uh, you got Fred Blanchard making the audio sound perfect, right? Uh, you got Brett Circle 270 Media uh, making sure the podcasts all, making sure the podcast trains run on time. And then, of course, you've got us, the founding show here at 511 on Channel 511 uh, with the production company, uh, South High, uh, what is it? 511 South High, you're laughing. 511 <laughs> South High Media. We got lots of stuff going on. So, LLC. LLC. That's a period after each letter. Executive producer, before. Jared Belinsky. I That's like right. that. And executive that producer, Jared Blinsky. Thanks to Bill for coming in with lots of drinks. Thanks to Jeff for showing off his beard and Jared with the executive production role. This has been Lawyer Talk, back on the record, off the air, at least until now. Chicka-chicka. Doom, oh, oh.